Welcome to the driver's line. I'm Greg. And I'm Jordan. And today we have a conversation about our dream garages. Something that all gearheads have dreamed about, obviously, and yes. fantasized about. We fantasize about this on a <laughs> daily basis. We search Facebook Marketplace, Auto Trader, new car build sites, everything. For cars that we can't afford. <laughs> There's memes out there about it, but we all do it and we all love it. So today, we wanted to bring to you guys our dream garages. Indeed. So uh, we're going to start off today uh, with, uh, you know, our basic daily expectations, our dailies, right? So yeah, these aren't very basic, but they're our dailies. Today we actually came with some guardrails for our dream garage. We have a budget of a million dollars for our entire garage. Yep. And we also have a classic component, but the classic has to be at least 25 years old. That's right. Just kind of went in line with the whole federal import rig there. Right, for exactly. So you can import it if you like, as Absolutely. long as it's 25 or older. So uh, mine definitely checks that box. So. I bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start off with our daily category. Um, uh, for me, if I had a million dollars, I got to be honest with you, I kind of spent out in this section. Oh, did you? Driving for me is so important. So if it's my daily car, right, right. I want to be surrounded in luxury. I want it to be able to do anything I want it to, but I also don't want it to feel like a penalty box. Like Absolutely I get no. that you're driving it every day and it's mostly just driving it to and from work, but you know what? On occasion, like maybe I want to take the longer route to go get some milk from exactly. the supermarket. Exactly. Why not? Maybe you want to be able to stomp the gas pedal and just fly by everybody in their Priuses. <laughs> exactly. So with a million dollar budget, um, I took about a good chunk of that. Let's just say. <laughs> How much did you spend? <laughs> About 150,000. Okay. All right. So, so for my daily, um, so for my daily, uh, I went with something that is spacious, that has a ton of power. Um, I feel like it's going to be the same. Car. It's pretty comfortable <laughs> <laughs> and somewhat rare. <laughs> and that would be the Audi RS6. RS6. <laughs> <laughs> no way. We knew I knew this was gonna happen. We both chose as our uh, daily driver the Audi RS6. Tell me how you spec'd it out. I mean I spec'd it out to about 150. Yeah. Uh yeah. you know, I, I I just don't need that many options because it comes stock with 591 horsepower, yeah. four liter twin turbo twin turbo V8, yep. all-wheel drive, so great in every season of the year. Mm -hmm. It's got, you know, it's a wagon, so you can actually haul stuff. It's got plenty of space for kids, which I've got two of. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, it is literally the perfect all-around vehicle and is the vehicle that I would choose if I needed a daily driver and had a million-dollar budget. Well, I, th I think for 150000 I know that that sounds like a lot of money, and it is. It is. It's a it lot is a, of money. But you get so much for that money. Yes. I mean, you so get a, a vehicle that is so rare to see in the United States. Um, I know a bit more common overseas, um, but we don't really get many long roofs here. <laughs> no. uh, and for Audi to stick their neck out on the line and offer that, it's um, just outstanding. And in such a way, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, oh. four liter twin turbo with all wheel drive. I can take it up to the mountains any season and enjoy those any mountain seasons. Have so much fun. The only thing you might need to do is throw on a set of snow tires. Yeah. And depending on your climate or, or whatnot. But and set aside some money for gas money. Yeah. It's not <laughs> gas gas money's not gonna be gas mileage is not gonna be great. But yeah. if you've got a million dollar garage and you're buying an hundred and fifty thousand dollar Audi, probably not your biggest concern. Also probably not a huge concern when you're working from home. <laughs> Also true. 
Yes. Cadillac's maybe got uh, 10,000 miles since I bought it two years ago. Yeah, and I got an eight-mile commute, so it's yeah. not really terrible. No, it's terrible. <laughs> so, that tank will last for many floorings. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, it will. Lots of uh, hard pulls off the stop signs. <laughs> I knew. I knew so hard that we were going to both do the RS6 because it is that good. Yeah. It is that good of a car. It really is. And I would just love it if Audi would bring uh, over the uh, RS4 Avant. Yeah, I, I actually like was thinking, like, is there an older Audi wagon that I, I could bring over, but like, you know, no. I, I just, I want the RS6. Yes. I mean, it it's so, so incredible. Modern tech, modern safety, modern power, ticks every box. Yeah. Thank you, Audi, for offering it. We love you. Yeah, so feel free to send one our way to test drive. Yes. We're real happy we'll do that for you. <laughs> All right, uh, so our next category. Yes, next classics. category is classic cars. Remember, 25 year age limit. When you think of a classic, you want something mechanical. You want something that you're gonna feel every shift. You're gonna feel the clutch engage, disengage. You're gonna feel that shifter going into the next gear. You want it to be rudimentary. Mm -hmm. I agree. Take you back to the genesis of driving. Takes you back. Are we talking Ford Model T? <laughs> no, because we want fun also. Not to say a Model T is not fun, but I want something that I can just hop in and go. Like a okay. Model T's got like, what, oh. like four or five different pedals. Yeah. I don't even know how to use them. <laughs> I don't even know how to nope, use them. Nope. So I want something that drives like a normal car, but is just like, on the razor's edge, something mechanical, yeah, something unique. Okay, so I like it. I went with a 450 horsepower Ooh. V10 Beast. Okay, as the 1996 Dodge Viper GTS. No way! Yes. Oh, that is a sweet car. I've always wanted one. We've talked in the past about the old TV yes. show Viper. Yes, very corny. Don't watch it, but as kids, it was so cool watching this viper transform into this crime fighting machine and so this is what i would be doing in my classic i'll be driving around in my viper i would take it to track days i would take it to car shows it would be so much fun to have something that is just mechanical you can fix it with a hammer yeah and sure. it's kind of like the build quality of a kit car but who cares <laughs> who it cares? is a dodge viper that's a classic i love that choice yeah. That's fantastic. You. you don't see many V10s. No, so I think no, that's V10s a really are like a choice. dying breed. Yeah, I think it's. I think the raw power component it really brings home when you're talking about classic cars. That's what classics are about. Yes. You need to get back into the soul of driving and and really just feel every single the loud exhaust, car. the vibration. Yeah. That's what you want to feel. You want to feel how motoring has evolved because your RSX is going to be so smooth. Yeah, but your Viper is going to be a little bit roarty. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, so what did you get? Well, <laughs> I went in a little bit of a different direction. Like a lie. Thank goodness, so at least we have some content for our viewers here. <laughs> so, for my classic car, actually, uh, I went with something that touched a bit more home. So, um, uh, my family's is from overseas. So, um, the cars that they grew up with, obviously, very different from the United States. Uh, they're from Malta, so a lot of British type vehicles. Uh, also, some Japanese imports. Mm -hmm. um, but the vehicle that came to mind for me, if I was to really buy a classic car, for me, it's about emotion, kind of like you're saying, um, and memories, right? So, uh, my father had this car that he loved, and I never got to see in person because obviously it was overseas. Um, but it's not something that was offered here in America. So, it's something that'll be truly unique. And I don't think it's something that a lot of people would really gravitate towards off the bat, um, but it does have some rally heritage, and I think that's that's really that's really cool. A lot of Neva. It's not a lot of Neva. <laughs> <laughs> I said good rally heritage. <laughs> so um, it does not have a ten-cylinder engine, uh -huh. of course. Uh, it is a four-banger, okay. a two-liter four-banger, well. as a traditional coupe profile. 
Ooh. And it's made by Ford. And that would be a Ford Escort oh. RS2000. Ooh, yeah. those are so cool. Yeah, so I love those. Um, I was looking at them to see, like, out of curiosity, how much they would cost. And I was hoping they would be a bit cheaper. <laughs> I know, well, that's what I was kind of curious because, <laughs> you know, I actually thought I'd, before I went with the Viper, I thought about the R34 GTR. Yeah. But they didn't actually start making those until 99, so it was 24 years, so I couldn't get it. But I also wanted a Midnight Purple, which was like, you know, $600,000, yeah, which did not happen. So I was kind of curious about the RS200 because those I know are very, very expensive. Yeah. Also popularized by the movie Fast and the Furious, too. Indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really cool car. Um, it's somewhere in like the thirty to $50,000 range. Oh, that's it? Uh, I was thinking six figures. Yeah. Not the RS200, RS2000. Oh. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a coupe-based design Escort. So it's it's uh it's unique, <laughs> but not as unique as RS200. <laughs> uh, it's not mid-engine, <laughs> so unfortunately, it's not that rally-inspired. Okay. Um, but um, it's it's a cool little car, and it reminds me of so much of like my dad's car that that he had growing up, and that's where I got my love for cars is watching him tinker and, and work on them very cool and uh it's just like yeah it's a cool memory so i think it'd be really awesome to have like the pinnacle example of yes. the car that he had owned I think absolutely it's just it's amazing how much of our love for cars does come down from our fathers working on cars yeah. you know i learned from my dad that the best lube is swear words <laughs> fair you're enough you're gonna break that bolt unless you give it a good <laughs> dose of that's very true <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's universal. That is done. universal. Still use it to this day, and it works. It works. <laughs> so it's great news. All right. So moving on. Yeah. What is next? Next, we're going to do our sports cars. Yeah, our sports cars. I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be similarities here, but we'll see. Uh, there's probably a really good chance. <laughs> well, let's see. But we'll see. Well, uh, I'll start off the sports car round then. We're... we're it's a little bit more comfortable. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit more comfortable than a Viper. Right, yeah. <laughs> so a little bit uh, different there. So I'm, I'm just like thinking about my overall garage. And when I was looking at my sports car, I know like traditionally it's, it's something that is just like that raw driving performance experience. But, um, when I was looking for my sports car, I wanted something that's also going to be comfortable for the weekends. Sure. Um, I got my classic. If I want something that's really, really visceral, um, my daily, as we both know, is incredible in every way. That's is mine. <laughs> um, so for this one, I wanted something that was a bit more balanced also, but gave me some open air experience. So something that's pretty versatile. Yeah. Gave me lots of performance. I could take it to the track, but I could also throw some stuff in it for the weekend. Fair so enough. I'm going Porsche. Oh, I'm going P-Car. Surprise, surprise. You know, I'd be surprised. Um, and I was kind of stuck between two options, but I went with the one that's, I think, a bit more plush and probably a bit more predictable, uh, and that would be the Porsche 911. But of the 911 series, as we know, there's plenty. Um, again, I was going for open air, but I want a traditional look, so I went Targa. Nice. Targa GTS. Love so, the Targa. The Targas are so cool because yeah. they have that like classic Porsche shape. They've got the classic Targa look with the hoop and then yeah. the big section of glass behind it. And it's just such an like a like a delicate orchestra, yes, of like pieces moving and just like mechanical beauty, right? Like seeing that top them down. I think it's an awesome combination of something that I can look at in my garage and be like, that is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's going to look great sitting still, but it's also going to look great on a track. So which know? which uh, which generation is you over? Uh, I'm going nine nine two because I need I need I need a warranty. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know, owners know. Just say not how many vacuum lines do you think are on that thing? <laughs> Very funny. Plenty, I'm sure. Uh, so, I, but I just I love the 992. I I know that you know it's turbo power, and and we all love a naturally aspirated flat six. But um, I just love the overall package that the 992 offers. It's a really balanced look, I think, um, and. Having it as the newest Targa, I think it's the best Targa, to mm -hmm. be honest with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So. By far, by far. Yeah. So much better than the 996 and 997. We just have the big slidey panel, right. big glass, yeah. right? You know, so it's yeah. the actual big opening. It's yeah. got like the look of the classic. That's a great choice. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people give the 911 some crap for being more of a GT than a sports car mm -hmm. now. But I think it still cuts the line really well. Yeah. I mean, it's an outstanding performance car. Wonderful to drive, comfortable to be in. I think so. Just good choice. Thank you. Thank you. So right. tell me about your sports right, cars, sir. Sports car. So I went with something a little bit more visceral. Okay. When I think sports car, I think something that's got razor sharp handling. Sure. May not be the most comfortable. Two seats. Okay. Got to have Naturally two aspirated. When naturally okay. aspirated. Okay. You went naturally aspirated. Yes. Okay. But also flat six. Oh. oh. So by now, you know what? It's a Subaru Impreza. <laughs> SVX. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a Porsche Cayman. GT4 718. Nice. Yes. Very nice. So Got that we went with the 718 liter. over the 981 because okay. it comes with the 4 liter yep. flat 6 yep. instead of the 3.8. Mm -hmm. um, up to, I think, 414 horsepower over 385. So a little bit more oomph, a little bit updated design. Wonderful, wonderful platform. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing comes with aero. It's going to stick like glue to the track. It's going to be a great weekend car, you know, busting up some wonderful driver's roads on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And you can also take it to the track. And compete with cars you know at a much higher class than the gt4 so absolutely fantastic car um it's on one of my bucket list cars so i figured i put it here why not yeah so really really would love to have a gt4 i think that's a fantastic choice um so fantastic that the choice that i was debating with was a similar car <laughs> it'll be the boxer gts 4.0 yes. oh. um i just like the open air experience that's the only reason i would have went boxster but i mean man that cayman is a sweet car so sweet yeah, it really so. is it's wonderful, wonderful driver's it car. punches way above its weight. All right, so up for our last topic of the day, we're going to go into supercars. Mm, supercars. Since Jordan went first last time, I'll go first this time. All righty. So, when I think supercar, yeah. there's one manufacturer that jumps to the top of the list. Okay. I wanted something that had power, modern amenities, and then also like a racing pedigree. So, okay, okay. It's got 769 horsepower. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Supercar territory. Right. Hybrid. Oh, can actually go that 15 is surprising. miles on electric power alone. Not expecting a hybrid from you. <laughs> well, <laughs> modern supercars. You know, I mean, come on, like hypercars, P1, long Ferrari. I get it, man. That's where we're going now. Seven, uh, yeah. uh, yep. 718 Spider, 19 Spider. Mm -hmm. All were hybrids, as is this one. So. Kind of follows the, the path of those guys, which gotcha. are just unattainable because they're super expensive. Yeah. This one you can buy for a mere $600,000. Oh, that's pennies, man. Yeah, pennies. 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 Some mere pittance. That gets you into the Ferrari SF90 Stradale. Ooh, that's an excellent choice. Yeah. comes with uh, 769 horsepower, as I mentioned. 15 nice. mile range on battery power alone. Excellent. Outstanding performer. Mm -hmm. Outstanding performer. They actually call it the SF90 because it commemorates Ferrari's 90th anniversary of the Scuderia. And it was also the name of the challenger for the 2019 uh, Formula One season for Ferrari. Nice. And it was the car that Sebastian Vettel got his last Formula One win in. Wow. 
I know. So that's pretty epic history. Tons right of prestige, there. tons of history. Yeah. Uh, super, super cool car, outstanding performer, and just like looks fantastic. I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful cars I, I think has come out of oh, yeah. uh, Ferrari in a, a very, very long time. And I had the opportunity to see one at VIR in February. Oh, did you? And just seeing that thing like howling down the front stretch was just outstanding. So I bet it point, sounded so good too. I know it did. It <laughs> howls as it goes, but I just knew I had to have one. So got my million bucks. So I bought one. Why not spend out? Yeah, yeah. I'll spend it all. So yeah, so <laughs> my total of all my cars came to $963,000. Wow. So I've got $37,000 to spend on options on my Cayman and on my Audi. I think I was in a similar range, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, i tell you one thing that's not similar is our car choices, no, because I, I definitely did not go hybrid F1 fancy. <laughs> <laughs> So again, look looking at my portfolio that I've selected, definitely went with the Bristol Experience for the classic. I got some comfy cruisers in the middle, but with lots of power. One open air, one versatile all you can do tool. For my supercar though, I kind of thought to like, you know, when you think of supercar for me, um, you think about driving, right? And 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 what it is to just master the skill of driving and own a car that puts you up for a challenge right it's super it's top mm -hmm. of the pack so i don't really want the car to do the driving for me which i feel like a lot of modern day supercars do i've um, got a lot of nannies a lot of things to make you look good exactly yeah um so i want to go out on a track and the first time i want to look like a complete jerk <laughs> <laughs> like right? maybe maybe like a lunchtime session from our old motorsports for the masses days <laughs> yeah just plow over a couple <laughs> codes no one will know no one will know doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> and then though like get to know the car better, right? Obviously, um, not too dangerous, but a little dangerous. I want a little danger in my life when I want a supercar. <laughs> right. So a supercar has to have a little bit of danger. They don't need that element. That's part of what makes it super. Exactly. So um, much like we had some similarities with our Audi choice, <laughs> I think there's going to be a little bit of similarity here, but not too oh. much. Uh, I did no not go Ferrari. Ferrari. No, no, I did Ferrari. not go Ferrari. Okay. No, I did not go Ferrari. Um, I respect your Ferrari choice, though. I think that is a, like a really excellent choice for a supercar. But I wanted something that was even further removed from reality. <laughs> um, and for me, it, it harkens back to when I was first growing up, you know, when the first couple cars you fall in love with, you know, that really capture your attention and makes you want to say like, wow, this is something I want to have in my garage when I get older. Mm -hmm. um, and that was something that we had some similarities in because you had mentioned a Dodge. I did. And I know this sounds absolutely absurd, but I also chose a Dodge. Because for my supercar. Big supercar, <laughs> the first place they go is Dodge. And you might be thinking, well, what did you pick? Was it like a Dodge Stratus? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> it's a Dodge Neon SRT4. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet car, yeah. but not a supercar. No, obviously, I went Dodge Viper. Dodge um, Viper. But I'm going ACR spec. Ooh. I am going for the pinnacle of Dodge Viperness. The big wings, the dive planes. Absolutely. The stripes. So I want the car that went to Germany, took on the Germans, and beat them. Mm. This is coming from someone who also likes German cars. Yeah. So I love to see the competition happening between all the different brands. And that was something that came out that no one was expecting. I mean, you know, the Dodge Viper is fun. Oh, it's absolutely. just a blast. It's so much no fun. one is expecting it it's to be, loud, have enough finesse, though. Yeah. It's in your face. Exactly. It's just a fun car. When, when kids see a Dodge Viper, they're going to turn and look. Yeah. 
So that's what I want for my yeah. supercar. I want to take something that I could take it to the track and it's going to kill it. I mean, it's going to, it's going to look, make me look like a hero if I can master it. If you can master it. Yeah. And that's part of the challenge with a supercar. And that's, that's kind of what I really like is, you know, learning the car and understanding what it's going to do and really pushing it to its peak. Um, but also at the same time, if I took that to like cars and coffee or something mm -hmm. like the kids who are like eight and nine years oh, old, they're, they're going to run up to that sound around make, it. Yeah. You know? It just not just so a viper. intense. It's a viper with a bench on Big the back of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's such an awesome car. And, um, you know, I was looking at other options out there, but I just wanted something that was raw and visceral. And that really captured it. Um, and it also left me with about 40 grand in the bank. Oh. So <laughs> I'm able to use some money for some track because I'm going to need some tires. Because oh, those are some big fatties in the back. Need some tires. <laughs> track days are expensive. Track insurance, I can't imagine what track insurance all these is going to yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's going to be ugly. I think it's an interesting choice, but it's not a traditional Ferrari. I get yeah. it. But. It's, it's what makes me happy. I think all, at the end of the day, that's what we want, right? Out of yeah, our dream exactly. garages. Our um, dream garages are here to serve us. They're yeah. here to make us happy. They're here to give us some fun. Yeah. And we I have think, all of that. We got all of that <laughs> and more, I think, because these are two, two amazing garages with some similar taste, yeah. but also some disparate taste. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Very awesome. So we hope you enjoyed that episode of our dream garage. Uh, coming up next week, we have something a bit darker. Something a little bit darker. In the spirit of Halloween, we're going to go with our Nightmare Garage. And it's going to be not our own Nightmare Garage because that's no fun. I'm going to pick a garage for Jordan. And I'm picking one for Greg. So I can't wait for you all to see this. Yep. Hit like and subscribe and tune in next week. See you then.